What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human beings too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how many years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual combo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. We are so grateful that you're here. So if you enjoy this podcast and want to connect further, we invite you to follow along on Instagram at what the actual fork pod and subscribe, rate and review our podcast so we can continue to share this message with more and more people. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of what the actual fork podcast, what the actual fork family, we are so grateful for you. And we want to start off this episode reading two of our newest reviews of the podcast because you guys made our day. So this one is from Josh and Chuckers fan club. And it says the best. I am an avid podcast listener yet few meet the mark to follow. This is a must follow. Do it. You won't regret the real vulnerable truths. Josh and Chuckers fan club, you're going to like this episode. <laughs> oh, they're going to really, really enjoy this vulnerable, vulnerable. truth, <laughs> truth bombs. Um, and we have Melissa Yaman. Yaman? I don't know how to say her last name, but um, I, I did not fully read until I'm literally looking at it right now. And it's so sweet. This is amazing. So she wrote the realest ladies. I absolutely adore this podcast. You two ladies are so real and so fun. And I look forward to new episodes. Always. I'm a grad student and almost RD. And I love how fun you guys make these topics. I love seeing people's personalities shine through their work. And I feel like I know both of you from this pod. My only suggestion is that I would love to hear <laughs> this makes me laugh. Um, more personal moments from you guys because I just love ya. We got you covered, Melissa. We got you covered, <laughs> Melissa. And thank you so much for listening. And, you know, it's so funny because I feel like Jenna, you and I have evolved so much on this journey. And like, we wouldn't share the personal stuff because we're like, people don't want to hear that. Like, right. they want to hear these topics within intuitive eating, you know, food, movement, body image, which we will always do and show up for. And, but it, it is true. Like when you think about when you are looking to learn from people, like you want to feel like you know them and trust them. And so it, it's so funny. Like when we, we obviously co-host a podcast together, we've been doing this for th over three years, but because we don't get to actually see the people that listen, like, I don't believe it. Like I have like imposter syndrome about it. <laughs> I know. And sometimes it feels like, I mean, it, it, I think vulnerable is the perfect word. Like it feels scary to share things like I share in this episode about my postpartum, just feelings and journeys. It feels vulnerable to share some of those things in a way that I've never shared before, but I know in my heart that we are helping people by sharing these truths 
And that is all I need to continue to do so. Yes. I feel like we've always, you know, we've started this podcast saying like we're dietitian besties, which is so true, but I feel like we're also now entering this like big sis era where we like, as we continue to have more lived experience in our lives, we are just going to share that. So all of our listeners, which feel like family can hopefully learn from our lived experiences and know things that we wish so badly that we knew before going through it. Especially Um, for those of you that have been with us since the beginning and like, you're growing up with us. And, and those of you that are just joining welcome, but it's just so beautiful. So thank you guys so much. You have no idea how much these reviews mean to us. Um, Like we always say, we read every single one. And if you're up for it, we would love to read more. Yes. And hopefully we'll be reading your review next week. So thank you guys so much. So after being sick for what felt like an eternity, the highlight of the end of my sick journey, my husband washed our brand new sheets from Cozy Earth and made the bed. And I swear to you, I felt like I was sleeping on like butter or a cloud or just like the most comfortable sleeping situation that you could possibly have. Whatever resonates best with you, (laughs) that is how I felt like I was sleeping that first night. Like I slept through the night. It was the most magical night sleep. Um, And every night of sleep since then with my brand new Cozy Earth sheets has been magic. (laughs) It's so funny. Because I think last week I, when I was talking about Cozy Earth on our podcast, like I was trying to explain what they feel like, but I was like, I feel like you need like a mix of like sensual and comfy ASMR <laughs> to like explain it. But it's like so hard. I, Can I tap you... on my microphone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like with our like long nails. I don't know how to explain it, but all I can tell you is it is like the softest, most like luxury amazing bed sheet. And I have been using cozy earth for years and I will not sleep on any other sheets. And we were talking right before this. Also, all my jammies are cozy earth and they are like, once you get the jammies and the sheets, like that's some next level sleeping like tier my one tab is open and I am currently adding to cart. And like I my husband it. who like typically does not like, I mean, he likes a comfy bed. Like he's the one that changes the sheets in the house, but besides the point, but he even made a comment like, wow, these sheets are really comfortable. And I was like, wow, they are <laughs> so amazing. That says something. Yes. Hands down the best. So if you want to try any of the cozy earth sheets, PJs, all of the things we've provided an exclusive offer today, you can get 35% off site wide when you use the code fork. Again, use the code fork on cozy earth's website for 35% off all of their amazing products and Oh, just enjoy that beautiful, beautiful sleep that you were going to get. Please let us know what word you would use to describe your sleep after you do. Yes. Know. I'm so interested <laughs> to know. It would not be a What the Actual Fork podcast without starting our episode with sickness. So Jenna, <laughs> let's just, I guess, get into it and say, how the fuck are you? You know, it's my turn because I feel like last week when we recorded... I like, LOL, didn't know that I had COVID. 
while we were recording, um, which was like the least of my issues for the week, which is hilarious. That was um, but like I was the like, tiniest oh. issue. Right. Like that was like the bottom. Um, there are some things that we will share at a later time, but to like give you a snippet. Like one of my friends actually who has three kids said, when you get through this week, you will come back to this as being a week that you always remember. And this is where you'll pull your strength from. Like that's how bad it got. Because I literally, so we had COVID. Noah went to the doctor because he was vomiting while he had COVID. We were on FaceTime with my parents last night. And my mom was like, Noah, did you puke? Um in the car, like, because he like threw up while Matt was driving him to the doctor. He said, yeah, all over my iPad. (laughs) Mm, Like pull over on the side of the road. He ended up going into the doctor's office in just a diaper wrapped under Matt's jacket. Long story short, he had COVID and we think the stomach bug at the same time. And then the stomach bug trickled down to my husband And then to me, and like the hilarious part of this is that I don't know about your husband. I don't know about any other husbands or partners that are listening to this possibly. But like when my husband has a cold, the fucking world is ending. Love you, Matt. I know you don't listen to this. It's called the man cold. That's like a known thing. Okay. So you've heard about that, right? Like For sure. Okay. But I think he takes it to like the nth degree. So like I... I was like, you know what, bud, you sleep in the basement. I know you're not feeling great. This is before he had the stomach flu and was just COVID at the time. He's in the basement sleeping. I'm upstairs. It's the night Noah's fever went up to 104. So I'm solo upstairs on the monitor. I don't sleep because I'm like, I need to make sure that I'm awake and alive for him. Anyways, I'm like, wow, this asshole is getting this like amazing night's sleep. I guess apparently at one o'clock in the morning, his stomach bug hit. That's when mine thought, hit. Twins, oh, 1 a.m. on the dot. <laughs> mine was 4.30. Oh, he, I thought, But I thought he was lying. So he comes upstairs in the morning after I'd been up all night with this kid who woke up super early, like all the things. And he's like, yeah, I have the stomach bug. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. I like had no sympathy for him. He spent the rest of the day downstairs while I'm soloing with like the sick baby, sick me, whatever. I'm feeding Noah lunch. I'm on a conference call at the same time, like all the things, like just glaring at him. Noah decides not to nap. Okay, This gets better, I promise. And at like three o'clock, I was like, I, I I need you to step in, like hold your puke. I need you to step in. So he's like, okay, I feel so much better. So I'm thinking he's lying. And then I go to bed that night and at 430 in the morning, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> you know, feeling. that feeling like, it like, it like, rocks you. I'm like, can I sleep through this? Like, is it just like a little discomfort? And I'm like, nope, can't sleep through it. Gets up. Like I'm coming out of both ends. Like I haven't puked since my 21st birthday. And my husband finally comes upstairs because he hears me puking. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were lying. (laughs) I literally didn't believe him. He was like, wait, what? He's like, we're going to talk about this when you're feeling better. So anyways, the stomach bug leaves us, you know, it's a quick bug, but like the after effects have been pretty fucking brutal. Oh, because you're so dehydrated too. queasy. Like food still doesn't feel right for me, which It took me over a week after being sick to get to a point of eating again. Of like feeling good with food, which has been really hard for me. But so then Sunday rolls around and Matt's like, it's going to be a great day. And I'm like, you know what? I love this attitude. He's like, why don't you take Quincy for a walk? You know, take a leisurely walk, listen to a podcast, like take some time for yourself. I'm like, that's really sweet. Like, okay. 16 minutes later, I get a text. You need to come home. Oh God. (laughs) I'm like, 
okay. Like, do you want to give me a hint? He's like, how far away are you? I'm like, cool. So Quincy and I are now running. My stomach's like gurgling. I'm running home. You're like shitting your pants. Let's just add that. Diarrhea's running down your leg. Okay, keep going. I'm smelly. And here I like walk home. I'm sweating. And I'm like, what's going on? He's holding up this vase that I no longer have in my office because I threw it away. And it has these like cute little decorative beads on it. Like my office door is always closed. It wasn't. Somebody's always watching Noah. Apparently Matt left the gate open when he went to the bathroom. Matt's like, I don't know if he ate a bead off of this vase or not. Like, what do you mean? He's like, there's one bead that's unaccounted for. And like, he keeps telling me he ate it. I'm like, so you asked him and he's saying yes. He's saying yes. And like, <laughs> long story short, we go to the fucking ER to get this kid x-rays. Sure, but there's not this like ceramic bead that has a hard glue edge. That's what I was gonna the- ask. Cause, like, if it's a circular bead, like, be like okay. glued like, to this yeah. ceramic thing, and the glue, the doctor was like, if there's something that could cut him open, like, <laughs> the fucking ER. So we're like COVID, dehydrated, stomach flu on our deathbeds, like walking into the ER as this like disheveled family, like, hi, my kids swallowed a marble. <laughs> anyways we don't think he did because it didn't show up on the x-ray but the doc's like you gotta watch his poop for the next yeah it's like that reminds me of like eating a bunch of shit and i'm sure quincy did the same as a puppy like you'd have to like rush them to the air because obviously dogs are like walking as puppies so they eat everything but (laughs) oh my gosh so i'm here today with like the burps and half of me total but i'm pumped to tell my story and like just to give solidarity to other moms, parents, caregivers, like or humans that get sick too, right? Humans that get sick for sure. But like an an unlocked like level of me has like come out of like strength of like you really can handle anything that's thrown at you because you have to. I saw a quote once that was like moms really just like wake up every day no matter what and like do the damn thing. And it's like, yeah, like because you have to. Like I didn't understand that until yeah, like I you was, don't have. I was laying on the bathroom floor with my head on towels, like also watching the baby monitor to make sure no one's not waking up. I can't, I can't <laughs> believe like how similar our weeks were. One we didn't week have, apart, yeah, and like. <laughs> Wait, also, like, you and I are the same person because Luke got the stomach bug first and totally, 100%. Wait, you're actually going to love this nugget. I forgot. So totally thought he was, like, man-colding the stomach flu. And the reason why is because his weirdly didn't hit in the middle of the night. I feel like stomach bugs always hit in the middle of the night. So he woke up. He's like, my stomach feels a little weird. And he starts blaming me. He's like, we didn't have any regular pasta last night. You made me make that that chicken dish with the fucking bean pasta, that weird <laughs> pasta with all the fiber. He's like, I've had diarrhea like seven times and it's that fucking bean pasta. And I'm like, seven times? That's not bean pasta. I'm like, you feeling a little nauseous? And then like, give it like one hour and it just all derails. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but so... So, and again, I'm totally, I'm definitely exaggerating. And my husband doesn't listen to the podcast either. He wasn't like that aggressive towards me, but but he was definitely blaming me and saying it was the bean pasta. And I'm like, it was not the bean pasta. Um, But I did the same thing because he was like walking around and like acting a little, like when I have the stomach flu, I I am my head off the pillow dead. Yeah. And so 
I like didn't believe him until mm-hmm. then I got sick and I was like, I am very sorry. Like I was like <laughs> very annoyed with you. But like also he was like sitting in the family room, like watching shows on Netflix and I couldn't like get out of a dark room and it had to be completely quiet. So I'm like, maybe we're just different how we we are not the same (laughs) yeah (laughs) like but like matt like emerged like shirtless from the basement like all disheveled looking but was like i'm gonna have some tea i'm like really like you can put something in you right now like give me a break (laughs) that is something that i feel like i saw i think it was sean johnson i love her and her husband like on tiktok and she said it was something totally unrelated but something like when I became a mother, like I focused all my energy on being a good mother, not a good wife. <laughs> I feel like I said that to Luke. I was like, is this me? But like, I, because you only have so much empathy mm-hmm. and before what we could hold for our partners, I feel like it's like all for our children. And especially so, when you juggle like being a full-time working mother and parent, but also yeah. like being the primary caregiver for so long when you're breastfeeding or like yeah. when you grew the baby, birthed it out, recovered from it. Like, it's like, I've done more work than you. <laughs> I know. But like, we have to give our husbands credit yes, too and amazing. our partners because they're yes. like, like, like they truly I are. I can't obviously speak for Matt, but I know oh, him pretty well. And he <laughs> seems amazing. And And I said that to Luke, like, I I cannot imagine being in a marriage where like he was the air quotes babysitter. Like you see that all the time where like the dads are like a babysitter, not a father, like not a parent. Yes. And so like, I can't imagine being in a marriage and having a child without a co-parent. Yes. You know, while we're on this postpartum topic, somebody asked me, I did like a question box yesterday on my Instagram and they asked me this like tough thought-provoking question that was like, now that Noah's two, it was like, how are you feeling emotionally, you know, with your son, like entering true toddler years and like leaving like the baby years behind? Like, is it, are you grieving that? Are you happy? Are you like, whatever? And it was like, I'd love to hear your perspective since you're very much in the baby stage right now. And I know your postpartum journey and mine are same, but different. Mm -hmm. But for me, my response was like, it's so interesting because I was so postpartum depressed, anxious, angry, like all of the things in those days, weeks, months that like, I feel like I didn't let myself be fully present to enjoy the aspects of newborn baby postpartum life that now like I have plenty of work to do, but now like I'm making more conscious efforts to like when I am with Noah and like not distracted with work and like when it's my day or my time or like my after work, before work moments with him, like actually being present and like enjoying and teaching and parenting and mothering versus just like surviving. And I think when, if we get the opportunity to do it again, like that will be something that is a very pure focus of mine because- Mm -hmm. It's not that I neglected it. I just like mentally couldn't, I think. And mm-hmm. like, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yes. Like I didn't know. And with your first child, fast. like so <laughs> much of, and I remember when you came down for my baby shower, like right before Sienna was born and you and Matt were like giving us, you know, unfiltered parenting advice. Like, you, <laughs> yes. And like, you just, when you're a first time parent, like 
like you said, you don't know what you don't know. And it's very, very, very difficult to like be peaceful and like present when you don't know if they're like making a dinosaur noise or dying. Like it, it, like that's not, that doesn't come easy. No. So it's, I totally agree with you. Like on so many levels, like how, how hard it is. And like you said a couple minutes ago, like depending on, you know, everyone's own individual birth story like you are healing from one of the most traumatic things like a beautiful thing but a very traumatic life event no matter what your birth story is it's trauma like there is a human being exiting your body and then you be whole that's always supposed to be like this and, and then you bring this yes <laughs> or like right or if you have c-section whether right. it's emergency or planned you're ripping open seven layers of abdominal muscles <laughs> um like it is trauma and i'm not saying that to scare anybody no. but it's the truth and so like i oh i was scrolling on my phone the other day like i didn't realize how i am still like there's a lot of trauma so i did it on medicated birth um, we could save that story for another day, <laughs> but that, like, I saw a video, like I'll go back and I'll look at, you know, videos of Sienna when she was like making her little noises, like the first couple weeks of life. And I scrolled just a little too far <laughs> to like a video right when she was placed on my chest. And like, I'm like naked, there's blood everywhere. Like I am like shaking and like, the things I'm like saying, I'm like, I haven't seen this video. Like I've never watched this. And it like really took me back. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize how much I haven't like processed that event still. So sorry to totally take this another direction, but that's like what's coming up for me. (laughs) Like, Like, yeah, it's so, I mean, it's so real. The unmedicated part, you are my hero. (laughs) Hero. Every single person that gives birth, <laughs> no matter how the fuck they do it, is a hero. I will say Correct. that. Correct. Drugs, no drugs, C-section, vaginal. I don't give a fuck. Like, birth is wild. It really is. I, it really and like, is. Luke gets so annoyed with me. I swear I say it every day, Jenna. Maybe I'll just start texting you because he doesn't validate me. <laughs> I'll like look at Sienna and I'm like, she came out of me. I, <laughs> I don't get it. And I still say it every day and I just stare at her and I, and I don't know if like the bigger she gets, the less I'll believe it because it's no. like more and more of a human versus like this little like baby potato. So I just, I don't know. I just think that women are so fucking badass and like birth is wild. Really we need to have, a du- we should have my doula on here. Oh, let's do, <gasps> let's do that because honestly, there are so many things that I think people need to know that isn't talked about. And I would love to have that conversation. And I love like so many of my friends are getting pregnant right now. I have like four that are pregnant and um, some new, some not. And, but the newer moms, like the first time moms, like they're like, do you mind like telling me about your experience with your doula or like what you're like? I love talking about that because again, it's like, I did so much research and took birthing classes and did all this because like, I didn't know. And I wanted to know as much as I could going into that to try to create a safe environment, which was a very safe environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would love to do that. I would love that too. And then can we also get a toddler specialist because let's this- get big little feelings 
yeah, right? oh God, I would, if you're listening to this, if anybody knows them, oh my God, I've they would be amazing. Classes. I've taken their classes. They're amazing. Cause Noah's in this phase right now where it's, I've read about it and it's super normal. So if any toddler parents are listening, but Len can relate to it, but like toddlers want to control everything and you obviously Correct. control pretty much every aspect of their day. And sometimes they'll like pick a parent as like the one that they want as their form of control. Cause typically that will work. But like, okay. no, no, it takes it to like the nth degree. And he's like, really just like needles through your heart when like he wants Matt, like, no, like mommy. And I'm like, I fucking grew you inside this body. Like, what do you mean? No, like mommy. Like, I don't handle it well because it's so mean and hurtful. Well, it's and so easy like- to be dysregulated by <laughs> right? them. You know, that's like, he doesn't mean it. I'm like, easy for you to say. He's not saying no, like daddy. Like, <laughs> it's so wild. Toddlers are so wild. That's, that's my. My tip of the day. <laughs> I I still can't imagine. And I know it's on the horizon for us. And I just, <laughs> oh, she she already is like Little Miss Independent. And Ooh. she's signing milk, more, all done. That's so good. And like, and like, and the funny thing is she signs all done, like all the time. Like I'll go to wipe her nose with a boogie wipe. She's like, all done, all done. And I'm like, well, <laughs> nope, we're not done. So... <laughs> And she just like, or like, I'll be changing her diaper. And she's like, all done. I'm like, no, Sienna, I'm still wiping your ass right now. Like, I'm sorry, you're covered in shit. Like, but she tries to tell me to be all done. It's really funny. Like she does it when she's done eating. And when I'm doing things that she's clearly not happy about. And but I'm like, well, I can't stop this. So I'm sorry. Oh, that makes me so like so happy. That's so sweet. <laughs> hilarious. But well, I wanna I wanna get into the things that we we off yes. air we're going to talk about, <laughs> which is very like us. So I mentioned to you that yes. I, you know, started and I last week's episode I talked a little bit about this on the solo like intro. Um, but I have started dabbling with like going back to group fitness classes. I want to say postpartum, but it's not even postpartum. Like it's for me, like I didn't work out during IVF because I was told I couldn't, which was like two years leading up to pregnancy. Then I didn't feel comfortable going to do high intensity workouts when I hadn't been and I just became pregnant. And it. so I really have like only walked truly with gentle yoga for like three years. So I was like, I'm just at a point now where I'm starting to go back to group fitness classes Did you share in the episode, and you don't have to answer this if you already did, but like what the feeling was that you felt that made you feel like ready or like the urge? It's a great question. And for me, it was just, I, I noticed that it was on days that I was fueling my body properly. And what I meant by that is like the day that I was like, I want to go try group fitness. Like I was like, I had of a full bagel with cream cheese, like multiple eggs, a big side of fruits. Like I recognized like the days that I fuel and nourish myself and finally just getting to a place where like I was craving movement Mm -hmm. and the idea of getting lost in like loud, fun music and challenging myself and wanting to feel strong again, which like that has not 
happened to me in years. And I was like, what is this? Like, am I okay? And then I was like, oh, so then, you know, I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Like, but then that's where the fear started to set in. Right. Because my body was like, no, no, no. Like, don't go to group fitness. It's going to be diet culture. Like you're going to feel weird. They're going to talk about all these diety things. And luckily the first class back, like there was none of that today. There was some of that. (laughs) There was some of that. So I, and I can get into that, but that we can talk more about it, but I want you to blend into this. What came up on your like time hop that uh, our listeners most definitely need to hear. I would say just before we hear that piece is like, I remember filming a story before my six week appointment postpartum where like, you're not allowed to exercise or do anything like strenuous where I remember filming like how free I felt to not be allowed to work out because like I was afraid of like going back and like that time commitment and like the desire to exercise and not be able to, I was really fearful of. So like the permission to rest those six weeks was like something I was like really happy about. And like thinking back now with the work that I've now done, like that is still so like, triggering that language that I was using and like that thought process in my head was probably still like a little bit disordered. And like, I share that because everybody knows my story. My relationship with fitness has come so far and waxed and waned, but like that piece of like, you know, feeling this like pressure slash relief from like having permission was really, really interesting. Um, and like our relationship with fitness is so complicated and let's also add, first of all, that is beautiful, <laughs> but let's also add that like you have listener mm-hmm. permission to rest. Well, whether you're postpartum or not doesn't yes. matter. Right. But like, I am nine months postpartum and I just did my first, like, let's call it workout, like moving like a group fitness class. Yeah. And like, but I, I am so thankful for the amount of time I have rested because with a stage two tear and let's, I don't give a fuck with an anal fissure, like postpartum, dude, you cannot like, it is wild. First of all, I've also seen like multiple huge creators on TikTok talking about their anal fissures. Like, you're like, I love made that. It. <laughs> love that. Megan trainer, anal fissure. I forget the other mom blogger because so many women are misdiagnosed and they think it's hemorrhoids. Mm-hmm. If you push for more, I pushed for three and a half hours. If you push for more, I forget what the quote is or the stat, I got to find it. Like your rate of anal fissure goes way up your risk. And most people are misdiagnosed until they have hemorrhoids when really they have an anal fissure, which is like fucking horrible. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But why I digress from that is like, it is important to rest. And it it goes back to you and I, you and I've talked about like the bounce back culture and shit. Like Mm. it is so important to rest postpartum like holy fuck like holy fuck like you your uterus I forget how many times like thousands of times it expands like it needs to shrink down the scar on your uterus needs to heal like there are so many things that need to happen just everything yes no I know it's wild and I know every not every I can't speak for every woman but every person that gives birth if they 
are in diet culture at all feels this pressure to ignore your inner like need to rest. And it's so scary. Yeah. Even the doctors like promote that. I mean, I, the doctor that I um, had with Noah, like my six month or six week appointment was just horrific. And I like, laugh at mine. Like, like horrific. Like you fill out a fucking survey. That's like, how's your mental health? I'm like, I don't know. And <laughs> like, I'm like, like crying <laughs> that I had to like get in a car and like leave my house. Right. And then they're like, Hey, you're good to have sex and now uh, work out. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? You just look down there. I saw the funniest TikTok of this woman like pretending to be like a mangled vagina, like in the postpartum like appointment, looking at the doctor, and the doctor's like, "You're clear," and they're like, "Are you? Are, are you looking at me?" Like, and it's just, it's just wild. It is, it is wild to me. My doctor actually said, like, if we want, I mean, listen, I'm not going back to him. So thank God. I, I don't even know what you're going to say, but he good. said to me in this visit, I don't want to get a phone call. Brace yourself. Cause now oh, it's God. like coming back to me. I don't want to get a phone call from your husband that says that you turned him down for sex tonight because <gasps> your doctor no. said that you weren't cleared yet. Like you're cleared. I was like, what? <laughs> like Jenna. my face, I swear to you. And then he also encouraged exercise. So like, that's like full circle, but like the care. Oh, that my hair get, is like standing up on my arm. I'm sweating. Just like thinking about it. Uh, I actually have a new OB practice for like when it is time. That's like all women, which is I amazing. Think, amazing. Um, And the two that I've met thus far have been like so kind. So hopefully that's like not in my future, but wow. Amazing. Like it, it's just, wow. But anyways, back to what you asked. <laughs> yeah. So share, share with listeners back to fitness. <laughs> what, you know, what came up on your time hop from our past? So I have this like new feature, I guess it's either on Facebook or Instagram or maybe both. It connects. And I started like watching these. I've, I shared this on stories today. started watching these like stories from 2016 and 2017, like on this day. So like on this day, maybe today, maybe yesterday or like this week, like seven years ago, Sam and I went live. We've done a lot of crazy shit. If you look at our Facebook timeline. Like, it's- so wild we went live to have like a co live call on Facebook or Instagram must have been Instagram um to give tips quote unquote for our respective orange theories weight loss challenges of the time and we had like hundreds of people on this call because like the chat was blowing up I was watching. were they were they called transformation challenge at the yes. challenges at the time okay yes so like, and for We're anybody, <laughs> like, I, I think most people know, but just in case for listeners, if you don't know what Orange Theory is, it is a group fitness franchise that does like a mix of cardio and weight training and rowers. And they're all over the world, Everywhere. not just yes. the US. Yeah. And franchise. yep, one hour high intensity workouts and a big thing that they do, like most diet culture places, are transformation challenges, trying to air quotes, heavy air quotes, motivate people to come to classes more, to sign up more. And then winners get like, what, like thousands, like lots of money, right? Lots of money. And, and based on your a, weight loss. 
just as a disclaimer, I think Orange Theories are franchises and I actually know some wonderful franchise owners that are, they like they, they fight against that type of culture. They run their gyms very differently, et cetera, et cetera. We are not hating on Orange Theory. Clearly, Sam enjoys No, and it. I'll, yeah, and, and I'll tell how I'm going currently yes, as much and, as I have to try to tune out my <laughs> specific Orange Theory that I go to. But like back in the day, I was very much entrenched in that culture, like fully in addition to that transformation challenge. Like that was how I got a ton of clients. So like that live was like a business event for us. Oh, but I do remember, like, I feel like we were definitely like fence straddling, splinter assing those days where like like, you and I were like, okay, well, and and I remember having such like a moral struggle where I was like, well, I don't want to do this because I don't agree with these intentional weight loss challenges because this is before we were like full-blown intuitive eating. But then this other part of me was like, but if we don't do it, then they're going to find someone else who is super fucking disordered and is going to be like, you all need to eat 1200 calories and don't eat, you know, chips or whatever the fuck. So it's like, I feel like if we do this, we can try to promote like health promoting behaviors that will impact people's health in a positive way. But like, let's be real, like the franchises that we were working with, like we were talking to people that they were running intentional weight loss transformational challenges. So like people were coming onto those calls wanting (laughs) to intentionally lose weight. But we were like, okay, yeah, but like we can help them. Like we can save them. Like I feel like that was my mindset. You can plant seeds, which is all you can do at the time. And I think it's interesting. Like I did rewatch some of it and like some of it was so cringy, but the rest, like there were pieces where it was like, don't weigh yourself. Don't weigh, yeah. sorry, there are the burps. Don't weigh yourself. <laughs> can we like, trust a burp? Oh, we, no, I'm can we trust sure. a fart? Because I have <laughs> no. many TikToks on that if you want to comment on those. um, You know, don't focus on your scale, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just, it's interesting. And I think we share this for a bunch of reasons that we'll continue to get into, but like also again, reminding listeners and just people on here that growth happens and like, we all have a past and it's brought us here. And like Sam always says, which I love, we, we don't intentionally fuck up, but we fuck up and intentionally share it. Correct. We (laughs) publicly, (laughs) we happily publicly fuck up. Is that what I say? So we can intentionally share it and show our growth and evolution. Yeah, because we're humans. And I think that that's so important. So I thought that was pretty funny. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about what you can do as an individual who wants to get back into fitness or who is part of a fitness franchise that does these weight loss challenges and how you can protect yourself so that you can continue to do something that you enjoy if you enjoy it while tuning out what's around you. Correct. Because I think that's where I... Oh, like I recognized too, when I was starting to crave the more intense movement and the, from a strength perspective and have fun with like loud music, I, I kind of mentioned how like an immediate fear set in of like, but you don't want to do that because it's going to be diet culture and there's going to be weight loss challenges all around you and yada, yada, yada. And you might hear some people that would be like, yeah, you shouldn't go there because they are promoting a lot of diet culture bullshit. And to an extent, I do agree with that. But there's this also this part of me that I feel like the reason I decide to go there 
one, it's four minutes from my house. So convenience is everything these days. Yes. Two, I really do love like the layout of their workout and the variety that you get. And three, like the loud music is like a a big one for me. I feel like it's like a party. So I think for some people listening, they might be at a place where it's like they could never walk into an Orange Theory right now because those triggers would be so dangerous and so detrimental to their journey that it would set them back a million Mm -hmm. times over. And I know that I had many times where I walked into an Orange Theory when I shouldn't have, and it definitely was detrimental. Yes. Like reacts. Yes. And so, but now at the point that I'm at, which I want to make it very clear that I have rested for a very long time. I'm talking like years I had to rest and get away from like, and have permission to do it. When you talked Mm -hmm. about that permission. Um, but now like today, this morning I went and, you know, you're stretching at the end and they make their little announcements and they're like, everybody like do your in-body scan to get your body fat percentage and your weight, like make, it has to be in by this day for the transformation challenge to be accurate. And I'm just like, take a deep breath, (laughs) take a deep breath. Don't listen. You don't, you know, and, and I preach that all the time on social media. How many times you hear me say that? Like, they're not reachable or teachable. If they don't want to hear what you have to say, like don't expend your mental ent- energy. So I've really tried to challenge, like channel that mm. and allow myself to show up and enjoy what I like about it. And no- like, I don't wear the heart rate monitor. I don't wear today. I didn't even wear my Apple watch. <laughs> like I, I had no idea where my heart rate was. Cause that's like their whole thing. And like, but it was fun. Like she was blasting this like Taylor Swift, like EDM song. And I was like, I was like singing it while I was running. And I was like, and I, and I was like, I look like such a fucking idiot to everyone else. But I was like, I'm having fun. Like just, and I like was really trying to be present and do that. And so I think it's my first tip, very long winded way to get there is get really honest with yourself because only you know what triggers you can kind of handle at this point. And it's okay if you go and you're like, Oh, nope, that was too much for me. Cause mm. there are trainers that are weight inclusive, weight neutral, yes. you know, create a safe environment. They are very few and far between, but you can try to find that. But if you can't, and you want to go to one of these classes, don't let diet culture take that joy away from you. And I was letting diet culture do that. I was letting the fear override my desire for definitely a few months now. That was so well said. Like you hit so many more than just one point in that. And like, thank you for all of that. And I think what I would add, and I'm currently part of a gym and we even work with this gym that has, you know, transformation type challenges, but they also like within those challenges, like they're not weight. They sometimes are weight focused, but a lot of them are like beat your own personal record focus. So like there's Mm -hmm. different machinery where like you can, see like what your six minute run is or your six minute ski or like whatever it is. So you can challenge yourself, which I think is really cool. And they've really tried to step away from like that weight focus. And I don't know if it's just because people know who I am. And so like, they don't make those comments in the classes that I'm in. But <laughs> or, Trying to or appease you so you don't blast them on social so media. I don't go on to TikTok a 
soon as I leave. Um, or that's just like the way that they are, but like, just to reiterate, like there are those people around. Um, but another thing that you can do if you are ready for this type of experience and you feel comfortable and like excited about fitness again, the managers in the gyms, like if you find a good gym, and you do like the tour or, you know, a free class or a trial or whatever it is before you join the actual facility, like you can ask those questions to the the staff, right? And just like put up a boundary from the start. That's like, I'm not really into like the weight loss challenges, stuff like that. Do you guys participate in them? And if you do, like, does the whole gym do it? Is it like a one-off? Is it once a month, once a year, whatever it is, just so you can have like a better idea of what you're getting yourself into so that you can really see what the culture is for the facility. Like ask, do you guys work with a dietitian? And then maybe look up that dietitian. Like if you walk into the gym that I'm a part of, like my sign is up and you'll look at my page and you're, I'm like, I don't support weight loss. So maybe that would make somebody feel more comfortable. So I think that, you know, flexing your ability to set your boundaries from the start is also something that's like super empowering and possible. And also just recognizing too, I know some people would say like, then just join like a retro fitness where like you can work out by yourself, but I will just reiterate what you've shared that sometimes it's not necessarily the movements that you're craving, but it's the community and it's the energy of other human beings. Yes that can take you out of a dark place of not enjoying fitness to starting or movement to starting to enjoy it. And so, yes, obviously other spaces are still available. Um, but sometimes like being on autopilot, not thinking, having somebody think for you as far as what movements you're supposed to be doing and being around other people's energy is like so, so important. So like speed date with some gyms in your area and see which one feels best to you. I love that point that you just made. And I think I've shared a few TikToks on this recently, how I've really recognized how, although I am so grateful for my work situation and working from home and the virtual, you know, capabilities, like I am so isolated. I do not leave my home. I definitely have social anxiety. I don't know if it's something I'm just recognizing this past year or if it's post COVID or whatever, But like, I am very happy not leaving my house. Like I do not need to leave my house ever. (laughs) And when we do, we contract norovirus and COVID. So, um, so that's a joke, but not really. So not really, (laughs) not really though. So like, totally agree with that of like, just needing like energy of other human beings and like social interaction and like challenging myself in that way, even of just showing up, I think is is so important. And then I did want to go back only because you know how people can misconstrue things, how mm-hmm. you had said, um, if, you know, if people look at my site, they'll see like, I don't support weight loss. And I know what you meant Sorry, that you yes. don't Please support intentional. intentional weight loss, <laughs> but you know that things yes, get misconstrued. Thank you. Double clarification yes. is always necessary. Yes. But that it was, I'm actually really glad you said it because I know before we weight clicked, neutral. Correct. Before you and I even hopped on this episode, a big point we wanted to cover regarding movement, right? Is that all of these gyms that do these challenges, they're doing it because they know it's going to increase their retention of clients. It's going to increase like class participation, attendance, all of these things. Um, And we, as intuitive eating dietitians, are anti-intentional 
weight loss. If somebody goes to, and you know, a great episode we could point our listeners to is the one, um, with Brit. Um, why am I totally blanking on her last name? Our amazing- Brit fit? No, no, no. Um, Brittany from oh, TikTok. Lancaster. Thank you. What the hell? <laughs> total, total mom moment. So, um, she did such a great job of explaining yes. her love for movement and coming back into movement and how her body is changing. And so many comments she was getting from her, her community being like, are you sick again? You look sick. Like her body, she was not intentionally trying to shape shift her body, but the movement did affect how her body looked. And so if you go to a gym, if you increase your movement that you enjoy, whatever it is, have behavior modifications that feel physically, mentally, and emotionally pleasant, and your body unintentionally changes a size. As intuitive eating dietitians, we are not anti-you. Like we are not anti-your body changing. We just don't support people intentionally restricting, you know, binging on exercise and trying to intentionally shrink their body. So I think that's where like this, this conversation with movement is so nuanced. And, um, so that's why we're so anti these transformation challenges because you don't need to intentionally shrink your fucking body. You could just go to this place and enjoy the workouts and enjoy the movement in the community. And you'll also often find too, that people will up the amount that they exercise during those challenge times Increase risk of injury (laughs) to reach this outcome that once the challenge is over and you go back to what is a more like sustainable fitness load for you and your schedule without like this goal of the money or whatever else, you know, the results quote heavy air quotes that you achieve, they go away because it wasn't a sustainable way to achieve them. So it's like, you really have to start thinking about like the intention behind your choices. Why are you going there and recognizing the benefits of movement that are outside of what you've been conditioned to believe is a benefit of movement. And one of the coolest ones, I don't know if I've said this already on here. I've said it so many places, but one of the coolest stats that I've recently read is that like people who engage in regular um, safe movement practices have a decreased risk of falling when they're elderly or when they're older and an increased opportunity to be able to get themselves up from a fall when they have ultimately fallen because that's going to happen as we age. 100%. And that is one of my biggest fears with grand, I have one living grandparent left and like she knock on wood is like so strong and she did walk her entire life of the golf course. But my grandmother who passed away a few years ago, never moved a day in her life. Really? Like, I love you, Nana, but I don't think you did. Um, and she fell often and broke every bone when she did fall, like many, many, many bones. Mm -hmm. And it made the end of her life so much more challenging. So if you can start to open up your mindset and your eyes to like the true benefits of moving your body in a healthy and safe way that feels right for you for your eighties, your seventies, your nineties, your hundreds, like to have a better quality of life towards the end portion of your life. Like that to me is not motivation, but like the intention that I am chasing, if that's the right word, like that's so powerful. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that's such a beautiful 
motivation. And like, again, look at that intention versus like, I'm coming here because I want to burn calories and drink my body. <laughs> like, and listener, only you know what your intentions are. Yes, and true so, intention. yes. And so it's, it's really important to ask yourself those questions before virtual journal, <laughs> virtual journal. What are your intentions behind movement? hundred yeah. percent. It's one of those things too. And I know we're getting towards the end here, but it's one of those relationships that like when you start to heal your relationship with food, you like unpack new levels of really things that like need to be healed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. movement is not typically why people like come to work with us privately or our teams privately, but like, it's always there as oh my gosh, yeah. of the puzzle that is just like not touched. <laughs> yeah. Because the, maj- I don't want to say the majority, but, but a very large percentage of people come from diet culture with the ingrained message of eat less, move more, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the, the message we hear all the time. So it's just, uh, it's so deeply rooted and it's definitely, and it's something like we've clearly openly shared and are like still working on. And I do think like, if any of our listeners, you know, want to have children, like whether you're going through infertility treatments, whether you're on a pregnancy journey, a postpartum journey, like that is a whole nother layer, <laughs> whole nother layer to moving your body. Um, and so it's just like our relationship with food and the intuitive eating journey in general, like it's always ebbing and flowing. It's not like this destination that you reach and you're like, okay, I'm healed. Like everything's perfect. It's like, no, no, no. Like there's constant work to be done and just always having curiosity. Yes. Well, this episode I think was fucking fire. <laughs> yes. I I mean, we talked about a lot, <laughs> a lot of different things. Like if I think of buzzwords that I've said from this episode, like it's it's an interesting one. But I feel so safe <laughs> like on our podcast <laughs> diarrhea, anal fissures, throw up. Um I mean, I don't know. trauma, bleeding, like every word, right? <laughs> So I feel like though, don't you just feel like, like our, what the actual fork fam, like it's just such a safe space. Oh my God. I love you guys so much. I, I mean this every time I say it, like sometimes this feels like one of the tools in my therapy toolbox for me, yeah. right. To just be able to be honest, to have a conversation with you, to share things that like, I'm not going to like hop on stories and be like, so during my postpartum anxiety like, yes. without, no, without never. context and then like by my course, like, you know, but on here, it feels safe. I feel just proud of our journey. And I think that that's something that, you know, from start to finish of our podcast too, that not finish, start to current, um, like how far we've come in this realm as well. It's just, it's been so joyful, which I think is a beautiful word for what we can talk about here. And with that said, you guys let us know what you want more of. Please continue to leave those reviews and let us know what you're enjoying and what you're not so we can continue to bring the absolute most buzzworthy topics to your ears every single week. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. 
So if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all of your friends and faves, and don't forget to rate and review and let us know what you want to hear more of. The more we hear from you, the more that we can make these episodes exactly what you want. We would also love to connect with you on Instagram at whatthefork.pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for more fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro. Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.